Welcome everybody to the first episode of my rebranded podcast, formerly known as On My Own Vibe Podcast. We are now Love, Sex, and Kink, simply because honestly, that's all I really want to talk about. Um, (laughs) This episode is going to be a good one though, and I'm really happy it's the first one kicking off the new rebrand. I am sitting down with a dating coach slash matchmaker. Everybody, can you welcome? Actually, no, no, no. Let me let me let you introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is Keita Adams, and I am a LGBTQ plus dating coach and matchmaker. Awesome. You definitely don't hear both matchmaking and LGBTQ in the same sentence, at least not as often as we would like to hear. So I'm truly excited to sit down with you and talk about some things that I've even heard or I know people have questions. Definitely want to know more about your experiences. Um, But first, uh, with this new rebrand, I like to kick off the episode by playing games. Um, And today... I would like to play something called Off the Top of Your Dome. You down with that? I'm down with that. That sounds awesome. fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So here's how we play this. Um, I will say a word, any word, and you have to respond immediately with the very first word that pops into your head right off mm. the top of the dome. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I know, right? This can this can be very interesting. Um, oh, just I'm letting you know now because I get this question a lot. Yes, you're allowed to curse on on the podcast. And this is one of those things that um, I like to be very candid so people know exactly what we're talking about. You know, we're all adults. We're 21 oh, yeah. plus and over. So if something inappropriate pops into your head, but it feels like it is speaking to you, you can totally say this on this podcast. <laughs> yes, even better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready to play? All right, let's go. Okay, first word, hookup. Oh, <laughs> um, fun. Okay, okay, okay. Games. Ooh, winning. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, third one, love. Unconditional. Single. First word, first word. Um, I, crap, I don't know. I'm not single, so this is hard. Um, uh, clients, I guess. Yeah, okay, maybe. okay, yeah. okay. That was hard. I don't know why. <laughs> Next one, flirt. Oh, that's just the word. Oh, ooh. That's all I got. I don't even know if there's a word for flirt. Just, ooh. Um, I'll take that. That is so true. (laughs) Tease. Ooh. Tease. Um, Adventurous. Nice. Mm -hmm. Crush. Um, um, Like heart thumping. Aw, that's cute. Crush. Okay, that's a nice one for crush. I like that. I like that. All right, I got three more. Okay. Okay. Buddy. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All I can think about was fuck buddy. There you go. (laughs) All right. Deal breaker. Oh, um, trouble. Ooh, okay. And last one, date. 
Oh, um, date. Romantic. Oh, yay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Those are kind of hard, right? <laughs> they are. Like, you pick some great words, but <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, this is going to be easy. You're just going to spit them out. But yeah, that's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, so uh, let's get to know you a little bit more. So tell yeah. us your story and, you know, and then we can get into like why you do what you do. But I, I think the story is so much about our, our personal stories are, are, like the groundwork and foundation for why we do things, right? So um, tell me a little bit more about you and then we can get into like, how did you get in to being a dating coach? Yeah, so my story definitely is in line with why I do what I do. Um, I come from a very small town in East Texas. Um, uh, surrounded by predominantly, um, white people. And, um, but my, yeah, my, my, my upbringing was kind of weird, you know, raised by my single mom, but I was surrounded by a lot of family, grew up around her family. So I got to see all different types of relationships. Um, coming out was not as, I, I can't say not as difficult for most people. Um, my mom, although, wasn't excited about it. She, um, yeah, I had an older cousin, um, that was gay. And so she was kind of like, I guess like a little bit more prepared for <laughs> it or had a little bit more support, like for my aunts. And, you know, we were in a space where we could really talk about it. And so she had someone to kind of reach out to. So, um, wasn't excited about it, but like still very supportive. My dad on the other hand, not so much. Um, mm. you know, he, I definitely got that phone conversation of like, I'm going to hell, um, even got pulled up in front of the church once and everyone laid their hands on me and, you know, and like was going to pray away the gay. And so I, I kind of went through a time in my life where I was like destructive. Like I, you know, I came, came out and I was drinking and sleeping with everyone and just like not taking care of myself. And so, um, you know, but I vowed that my relationships would be different. Um, and then they were not, you know, different from my, from my parents, my parents divorced when I was five. Um, but yeah, they definitely were not. <laughs> so I definitely had my, my, um, aspects of, of up and down. And, um, you know, when I was teaching, kids would ask me all the time about, about relationships. And I love that. I was teaching coaching softball for, for a while. Um, and then I, you know, I had this relationship that we were engaged. I like, I thought like she was the one, this is going to be it. We bought a house together and then I had to call off. I had to call it off um, and realize she wasn't the one. And that kind of led me into specifically into relationships and why I started um, coaching relationships. Um, I, I took myself like, through my own kind of healing journey um, and realized that how I came out and the impact of that with my parents, how that affected my relationships. Um, I realized that where I grew up and how I grew up and um, the relationships that I saw, like how that impacted and no matter how much I said in my head that my relationships would be different, they ended up not being that way. Um, 
And so I was, you know, kind of life coaching and things on the side part-time while I was teaching. And I, you know, had did that for like six years. And after I kind of took myself through my journey, I realized that no one teaches us anything about relationships. So yeah. I um, decided I would be the one and I would be the one for, you know, number one for queer people. Um, and then number two for people of color. Because mm. we have our own layers, we have our own things um, that that we have to deal with, and so and that we have to go through. And so, I have been. I actually quit teaching um, a little bit before the the pandemic really hit. I was like, oh, I'm done. This is it. Um, I <laughs> wanted to focus on um, relationships um, and teach and teach about relationships versus what I was doing in the classroom. Um, I decided to solely focus on that. So I've been doing that for the last like three years or so, just like full time. Um, wow. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. 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 Working for yourself is just freedom. <laughs> oh man. It's beautiful, especially cause I was a teacher and I see where our schools are going now and I'm like, woo, <laughs> I got out in the right amount of time, but, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really great. And, you know, as I coach myself through, you know, my own relationships, you know, I got reconnected with my now wife. Um, you know, we had known each other for like 10 years and in my newfound, um, view on relationship and life and all of that, I got to see her a little differently. So she showed up on my Instagram, uh, uh and I was like, Hmm. I don't, oh. I don't know what it is, but there's something new going on over there. So I did what, you know, anybody would do. And I slid in those DMs and, <laughs> and we reconnected and, um, it was a couple of years ago and we got married in September of this past year. Wow. Okay. So I have questions about that. Yeah. Um, cause I was, uh, it's so funny that you mentioned, I was having this conversation with my partner. Um, yes, guys, that's actually really new. Um, nice. Previous episodes, I was single. So now pandemic, all in a relationship. But nice. um, we were discussing how we probably would not have connected the way we did if we mm. would have a met each other earlier in our lives or even be met each other in a different circumstance so I met her right. on tinder and I've talked so much shit about that that app like it was really um but yeah there was something when I I saw her picture there was this something that just resonated with me it was a really interesting type of feeling in my mm -hmm. gut but um but we were talking about how like I'm not sure well basically I was like I'm not so sure we would have like connected the way we do now if we would have been younger and she was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. yeah. We we were, we did, both of us have done a lot of work. Um, yep. Both of us have, you know, matured and went through some things to know exactly what we want in relationships. So we show up differently, right? Like mm -hmm. there's certain things that I know young, young Nikki would not have been happy with or would have made a big thing over. Now I'm just like, I'm not threatened by stuff like that. Um, we're very honest with each other. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah. and we really both value having a healthy relationship. Um, and so that's interesting for you to say like, oh man, I don't know what it was. Just something just was different. It's different. Yep. Yeah. And I, was it easy to slide into uh, their DMs because you already knew them or was it um, just, you just felt very motivated? 
Well, you know, I it, I wouldn't say it was easier, um, but come to find out, my wife had had a crush on me for so long. So, <laughs> like, the, I, like, like when I like approached her right and slid her DM- DMs, it was a little like subliminal, right? Because I was like, okay, like it's different. It's different than just someone like you don't really know. And like for the first time ever, I was a little nervous about it. Typically, I'm like <laughs> kind of confident when it comes to flirting, um, but I was kind of nervous about it. And then, um, yeah, she just like flat out was like, oh my gosh, I've had a crush on you for so long, and da 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 da. And so it's like she had been waiting <laughs> for me to just. <laughs> I guess be ready. Right. And so, and that's the beautiful part about it. We talk about it all the time too, of like, um, um, there's just no way we, we could have been in a relationship with each other, um, prior to, because all of the relationships that I've been, that I've been in, I can see how those lessons from those relationships and what I went through, how they directly contribute to the relationship with my wife now. Like Mm -hmm. just, you know, whether that's like dealing with certain personalities or like adjusting or, you know, all of those impacts, I can see how they prepared me to be in the relationship and be in the marriage that I'm, that I'm in with my wife. Oh yeah. That, that's the thing. And I, you know, especially when you talk to singles, about yep. dating or I, I remember even thinking this is like it doesn't feel like that in the time <laughs> like right. when you're in that moment going through something or you swear up and down that person is for you and they're clearly not mm-hmm. and sometimes you deep down you know you know but right. it doesn't seem like it's a lesson until you're like oh wait this isn't supposed to hurt or oh I know how to navigate this because I've done this before and I've probably fucked it up then but I'm not gonna fuck it up this time um, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. Go, I tell people like, cause there are people that will think they're like, Oh, I know that this person is like meant for me. But I tell people all the time, like you two may be meant for each other, but the two people that are in the relationship right now are not meant for each other. You two Ooh. have to probably go your separate ways and grow and learn some things and all of that. And then you can reconnect and you very well maybe soulmates or whatever it is, right? But right mm-hmm. now, you two in this moment are not, right? So oh. like, and I think sometimes people don't, don't consider that that is an actual thing, that it is possible that you can separate from someone and grow and then reconnect. Mm-hmm. Because it feels so, it feels so detrimental, right? I think also yeah. too, because this is great, because we can get into this, because I'm, I'm curious about your matchmaking and um, relationship coaching experiences. And like, I know you have, to, and, and this is not, because um I used to host singles events, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with folks and some of them are really heartbreaking. Some of the things that we as humans do to each other yeah, and claim that we love each other. But I know one of the things that used to frustrate me often was, you know, people rattling through their list and they'll have like yeah. 10, 15 things. And one thing for me is I don't have a problem with preference. I think preference is important. I think you should always be enthusiastic and and well, passion is fleeting, but you should also, mm-hmm. you should always be enthusiastic about who you're with and what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. But I think some of us, some of us are in our own way. <laughs> oh, and, a lot of us are in our own way. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I definitely want to know your thoughts on that because I'm pretty sure you hear some stuff. It's like, I just, I just need you to get out of your own way because it can be such a beautiful thing. 
But, you know, we a lot of us can't do it. A lot of us have a hard time doing it, I should say. I don't like to use the word can't with that because we definitely can. But yeah, yeah I, I would love to know your thoughts on that. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely not that we can't do it. We just don't know how. So like relationships, like we're living in a time where it's probably the hardest time to either be in a relationship or get in a relationship because we are relationships used to be very transactional. It used to be about if your family had this land and this family over here had money, you were going to be together. But, you know, as queer people, we've always had had to hide and we've always had to put other people's feelings ahead of our own. We've always had to think about other people. And we're living in a time where we don't necessarily have to make these transactional um, marriages or get in these relationships and, and be transactional. We can actually be in a relationship to be happy. But that's the thing. We actually don't know what that is. Right. Like for for people of color, we have even had to um, do things like for me, I got my my family pushed to be really educated. You have to be educated. You have to do mm-hmm. this and you have to have this degree and you have to work twice as hard because, you know, you you won't be able to get this. And so we've always been looking outward at um, like, like those expectations over there. I have to do this thing because of that other person. I have to do this thing because of that other person. And then as queer people, it's the same thing. It's like, I have to hide my sexuality or I can't be who I am or I can't do any of this because of those people over there. So the, the, the thing of knowing what you want in relationships is huge. And a lot of people do not have clarity around that because we just don't know how. We're not mm. taught to say this thing makes me happy or I require this in a relationship and I'm not going to budge, right? Because we have constantly been thinking about the, the other people. We have constantly been in survival mode. We have constantly been living in this world of, of transaction. And when for the most part, our needs are taken care of, we've had to shift in the mm-hmm. last like decade, right? But you hear it all the time. People aren't in relationships anymore because they're just not happy. Yeah. Yeah. Who who wants to just do things for the sake of doing them if I can just do everything myself? Right. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's part of that's that's the main main thing of what what I teach people. It's like and it's so hard. Like when I ask them, oh, OK, well, what do you want in a relationship? And they rattle off what they know that they can choose on their dating apps, not what mm. they actually want in a relationship not what does your communication look like you know and like those things that actually make a relationship work okay yeah so how does one find that out because that's true right mm-hmm. um i there's a reason why you know i originally my first idea was to have a dating app but the more i looked into it the more i didn't really like the idea of same using ones and zeros to determine compatibility because I think there's so many right. things that go into that that's problematic to begin with but um how how does someone discover what they truly want right um most of the time and I'll, I'll use dating apps for example because that's true mm-hmm. the first time I I did tinder I had a really cute app right everyone's saying this you know you go on the internet you can research okay what 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 makes an optimal um uh, 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 dating yeah. profile. Yeah. So I had like, well, you know, I'm kind of nerdy, but I'm a jock. You know, I'm tall. You know, I'm not really shy. I'm, I'm actually really sweet. And, you know, all these little cute things and like, mm-hmm. yeah, the cute little pictures and whatever. Got no responses. Like, 
just just mm-hmm. none like the women or it would be women that i'm like no there's no way we would ever be compatible right like because I, I still have to take you home to my mom and like <laughs> there, there's a certain type of um just a certain type of you know person that i would want to introduce to my parents right so i was just like yeah this is trash i mean i still think tinder is trash but whatever and um oh i should say day maps collectively mm-hmm. even though there's some that, that do it really well I just don't like the idea of trying to connect I think it's convenient but I think it's yeah. very difficult um Absolutely. and so I was like you know pandemic happened I was bored and I was like you know I should try this again um so right when they started opening things up I created a new profile but I was like this time I'm just gonna say fuck it and I'm actually gonna put what I really think and what I really want mm-hmm. and my profile began something like mm-hmm. You know, either I can spank you or we can have conversation. Either way, I'm mature enough. (laughs) I'm emotionally mature enough to have both or to wait or to just be friends, whatever it is. I'm okay with that. But I'm looking to connect with people who understand, like, I'm very comfortable with myself. This is where I'm at. And I'm also going to come with a whole bunch of fun perks. And the first of all, the quality of women that I was meeting was way up. And it was super dope because... One, they were educated. They were beautiful black women, but they were kind of like on the same frequency. I think it was the spanking yeah. thing. And one thousand um, percent. <laughs> right, right, right. The irony is like my partner didn't even read that. Because when I said that to her, she's like, I didn't really read <laughs> your profile. It was your pictures. And like there's one of me eating this giant rib. And, you know, I was actually I actually so like I actually had my real hobbies on there. And not mm. that they're not my real hobbies, but like photography kayaking like these are things I really really like to do so I tend not to have my phone on me taking pictures of myself doing that (laughs) um but like she was like that's what it was and I was like that's so crazy to think about but it was like I was able to genuinely connect through that way so I'm wondering but it but it took a lot for me to get to that point right like it took a lot of work to get to that point where I'm like honestly I don't want to bullshit anymore like this is who I Mm want to meet like whoever I meet she needs to be okay with this um So how would you say, or what would you say are, are like, how do people work through that to get to what they really want and need? Especially if they don't even know. Right. So I, I, so a lot of it is going to be, um, like doing what I, what I say is like being a successful single, like just living your life. And if you don't know, like it's going to require you to try things, right? It's going to require you to, I don't know, go in and out and do different um, activities, like being around different people and like really getting involved, reading different books, listening to different podcasts. Like it's going to require you to be active in your life, right? And as you interact with people, then you'll begin to see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, and a lot of times, like, you know, I talk about requirements, you know, I'll tell people, go back and look at your your most significant relationships. And you want to look at what what worked for you, what did you like, what did you enjoy, and what what didn't you, what didn't work. And there will always be some common um, things, right, that, that everybody has. It may be different, right? It may look different. But as you'll see, like, those common things will pop up, you'll see, what you like, what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. Right. And the Mm -hmm. things that, that don't work for you are probably those things that, you know, don't work, but you've been compromising on. And so I have people like lay out their requirements 
And people say, well, that's just a list. Nope. Your requirements are going to be like in detail. So a lot of people say, okay, cool. A requirement is communication. And my next question is, okay, cool. What does that look like? And they're like blown (laughs) away by it. Like, what do you mean communication? And I'm like, yep. Like, what does it look like? Like, what is the experience you have to have to know that that requirement is being met? And that is actually the thing for you. And so if you're not participating and and being active in your life and paying attention to what feels good and doesn't feel good for you and all of your experiences, it is going to be difficult for you to know what you want in a relationship. Um, it's going to be difficult for inside of a relationship for you to say, okay, cool, I want someone that's going to communicate. But like your partner's communicating to you, but it's not in line with the experiences of what you need and what you want. And it, if you don't know that, you're not going to be able to, to communicate to them, right? Like, like mm-hmm. hey, I hear that. I see that you're doing this. And here's a little bit more of like what I need, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to communicate that to them. You're not going to know how to look for that, like in a partner with people that you're dating. And so it's, you're going to have to spend time with yourself Mm. and people are unwilling to do that. People want to go the route of, well, let me change my outward appearance. Let me make more money, right? Let me change my clothes. But that's not the thing that actually impacts the relationship. It's going to be those things underneath right? It's going to be your your beliefs about relationships. It's going to be knowing what works for you and what doesn't work for you, what what's going to trigger you and what's not going to trigger you and, you know, kind of where it comes from. So that's how, that's how you know, to know what you want in a relationship is to know yourself. And all relationships are going to start with a relationship that you have with yourself. Oh, I love that because that really actually takes us into um, my final question is, mm-hmm. I mean, Granted, I think you kind of already answered it, but like, what advice would you give to a LGBTQ single trying to find love? Well, first and foremost, like I said, like it starts with you. So um, <laughs> I have a friend that says two halves don't make a whole, two halves make a hell. And I always blame, um, <laughs> always blame uh, freaking Jerry Maguire and that you complete me like that aspect because it just really kind of flipped everybody into this. Let me go find my better half. But right, it's it's that's not what it's about. you you know the relationship is going to start with you, so you really have to understand and learn like what um, what makes you happy. Um, your tat and like what. Like, what do you need? What's your attachment style? What's your communication style? What's your turn on trigger, right? Like what really turns you on? Um, And, you know, a little small piece of that is also being okay with being alone and being by yourself, right? And like, um, and just being able to to sit with you. Um, I would say second advice is to understand that there are no rules. (laughs) We try (laughs) to have so many rules around, dating and what it looks like and that's you know that's part of the rom-com like disney things that they have but it's it's a trick because what those rom-coms and what those disney movies and everything that we've grown up on shows us is that the hardest part about dating and relationships is actually getting into a relationship and it's not mm. right like they're like oh you just put in all your effort to do this and that's it um but they also have some misconceptions around 
attraction, right? Some it's mm-hmm. like people are always looking for that immediate spark. And sometimes it's not an immediate spark. Spark. You have to look at more of like the slow burn. Um, oh, but people man. are looking for the immediate spark because they don't know what it is that they want. Right. Um, oh, that is the truth <laughs> right there. Cause I, I want to be like, let, can we talk about that for a second? Yes, because I do think people really expect, like I read something, um, not recently, I would say in the past couple months. And it was talking about if you have butterflies, that is not always a good thing. That is a fight or fight or flight response. If somebody makes you feel nervous and anxious, that might not be a good thing. And I do think that, you know, I I, I had to work through that with my current relationship. It's not that, you know, she doesn't make me feel amazing it's not that she actually makes me feel very safe and very much myself and that feels really calm right Mm -hmm. like that is not this nervous anxious feeling every time she comes in a room to the point that I'm almost throwing up and I can't focus like I think we romanticize that feeling of distraction (laughs) and um and it's not healthy but yes it's true the media but not just the media I think people in general um Probably it does stem from it being so transactional at, at a point. I'm, I'm so happy you discussed that because, mm-hmm. you know, I think also too, I'm, I'm, I identify as a lesbian. So you hear that a lot with male relationships, men, but you don't necessarily hear that as much for women. Um, it being so transitional, transactional, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we don't talk about, even though it is, a lot of it is. We might not realize it, but we're all negotiating to a certain point at one point. But it was hard for me at first to realize, like, this is what a healthy, secure attachment feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it's not that you're not that into her because you're definitely very much into her. It's that you're not having that reaction because she's she's giving you everything that you need. You know, oh, yeah. She, and we're communicating in a way that I don't feel insecure. What do I have to feel insecure about? Maybe like my body or something like that, but that's something I can work on. And it is, it is hard getting used to being with someone so often, so intimately naked um, in that particular way. And I'm not even talking about like this physically being naked, but, um, but it, it felt very like, Oh, this is nice. And it does kind of feel like a slow burn and that's good. I asked for that to be perfectly honest, but I think there is this, oh my gosh, when I first saw her, she was so amazing. I just lost my shit, like literally. And like, I just been obsessed with her ever since. And like, I cry if she leaves and all this other stuff. I'm like, that's not really healthy. And how do you function? Like, how do you, how do you like complete your goals? (laughs) Live your life? (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do you live like that? Yeah. You know, that, that's not healthy. And that, that is, I, I think it's something that really gets in a way of beautiful relationships. Yeah, we just, you know, it's it's a trick, like the whole, um, but you, like, again, it's just all the conditioning, right? When you think about the cartoons that you used to watch and like whenever you see another character, like thinks, it looks at another character and all of a sudden their heart's like beating out of their chest and all mm-hmm. that. And you're like a kid, you know, like watching that, thinking that, that that's what it's supposed to, to look like. But a lot of times it's it's not, you know, that attraction is not immediate. That stomach, that feeling that you're getting in your stomach is definitely um, 
you know, some anxiety of some sort, or mm-hmm. it could have a lot to do with your attachment style, right? Mm-hmm. If you are an anxious, um, you've had an anxious attachment style, that is not going to be, oh my gosh, this person is like so great for me. Like that spark is not, is not going to be it. Like that's <laughs> not what you want to pay attention to because of your attachment style. And so I, I think, you know, again, again, people have to pay attention to if you feel calm, if you feel safe, if you have this sense of I can be myself and I can, you know, really open up and like, you know, laugh however I want to laugh. Like those, those are the things that you want to feel, not like nervous the entire time. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. like whether you're dating or if you're like in, in a relationship with, with someone, but you know, I always ask, you know, the people that I work with because, you know, I, they, they will read a profile and they will be like all about it, but I don't send the pictures in the profile mainly for safety mm, yes. reasons. Um, you know, cause I don't think a stranger should be in possession of your, of your photo. So we get on zoom and I show the pictures that way, but they mm-hmm. can love the profile. And then they'll look at the picture and they'll be like, Oh, but they're not who I normally date. And my question always is, well, how is that going? like how is it going you dating people that you normally dated or they're like oh I don't really like feel the the attraction I'm like through a picture like through computers like (laughs) let me know how that is going but that's the dating app right which Mm -hmm. which Twitter was created based on like it, it, oh God, what's the story? But it was created. The, it's basically an algorithm. They they it, put it, well, in it's an algorithm, but the person that created it like got the idea from like something he was doing with like pigeons. Like if he could convince the pigeon that if you did this enough time, you would get this this prize, right? Mm-hmm. And so it worked with the pigeon. So he basically tried it with humans, and it's working because people. <laughs> swipe i mean he gamified it he really it because people think if i swipe long enough and hard enough and intentional enough then i will find my my person right but the whole thing's designed for you not to find your person yes it's designed (laughs) on the app because that's how they make their money and they're intentionally designed to to um for you not to find your person that's just like this whole like ghosting thing i am so glad you mentioned that that was on my list i I (laughs) want i 1000 percent and you know i'm gonna say this it's like it sounds like conspiracy but i 1000 percent think there is a mechanism in on dating apps that will eventually have people like just randomly disappear because if if especially if you're talking a lot because mm-hmm. um you know I, I i'm on dating apps sometimes one well i'm on like her i'm trying to like i just moved to vegas trying to find friends but like mm-hmm. also sometimes you know i just let people know because people don't know i exist so i'm like hey like you know if you're interested here i am right but i <laughs> i can have conversations with people and then all of a sudden they're just gone and it's mm. like this user doesn't exist anymore and all that kind of stuff. So I'm convinced that they have like a ghosting mechanism like built into <laughs> it somewhere. So because it, you have to keep people in the app, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, like there's so much of like just conditioning and unlearning that, you know, people have to do um, when I work, when, you know, when I work with them, but it's when they, when people unlearn it, ah, the beauty and like mm-hmm. how fast, like the relationship they desire comes in. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm happy ending, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, but thank you. This has been such a great conversation. I'm gonna have to have you back so we can get a little bit more in depth in particular topics because I, I, I just this this I'm so happy I'm in a relationship, so I'm no longer a single trying to find a partner. Yeah. Because it is just wild out here, and I just it's it, yeah. I you know I mean I think I'm an optimist, so I know. <laughs> and I truly believe people do have the opportunity to find their ideal partner. It's Absolutely. just going to take a little work. It's going to take a little bit more work than it used to. It it takes, well, and here's the thing, and this is why I do what I do. And sometimes it's, it can be a little difficult, right? Um, one, because people don't know that I exist, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, and two, yeah. relationships are the only areas where we actually don't seek professional help until it's too late right like mm. like if you want to get in shape people will get a trainer right if you want to get a better job or do whatever you go to school you'll get a certificate you'll do whatever but like here we are relationships being i believe the most important area of our life and yet we just leave it up to fate we leave it up to however <laughs> it is and so for everyone that's out there listening you do not have to do this by yourself it is actually a lot faster if you like enlist and enroll some help in this in this area because yes it's date coaching yes it's relationship coaching yes it's matchmaking but you can use these things in all areas of your life friends family everything um, because that one that's how i you know specifically design it um, because it can be trans, you know, transferred over here into this mm -hmm. friendship, transferred over here into this, into this relationship. You should have requirements for like what you're looking for in friendships. And so, um, you don't have to do it by yourself. Um, it is important to, you know, get help and there is help out there for you. So if you're sick of doing it alone, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, tell people where they can find you and reach out. Yeah. So um, I have a website. Uh, it is queer-connections.com. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kita Adams Coaching. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, it, this has been a great conversation. Um, and everybody stay tuned. We'll have more episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks, but thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.